let's get into the word. Um, I, wa- I was meditating on this whole topic of Christmas and how many times we know Christmas is sometimes it can take us away from the focus of what really Christmas is. So I just want to pray with uh, you before we start and uh, Lord Jesus, I pray that my words that's going to come out of my mouth will be directed by you and it will really produce a deep work in each and every one who hears my voice, Father, so that you will be glorified at the end of the day. So we promise you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So uh, the topic is why I celebrate Christmas. That's the topic. And I have written down here, some of you might know the meaning of Christmas. Christ, Mass, Mass is a festival, a celebration. But now it's a general idea. Now people call it Xmas. I don't know whether you come across that. And basically they just want to take out the Christ out. And they want to make a celebration of anything. And if you do that, it can be anything else. You know, today Christmas is not, keep going. I mean, it could be money, status, salaries, gifts, decorations, friends, family, food, position, entertainment, power. I mean, fun, you know, beauty, education, position. Uh, It could be Santa Claus. It could be quite a few things. Many things. If there is no Christ, it's not Christmas. And we know that sometimes, but... We, some, we think it has to be something else. You know, all these decorations mean nothing. And you saw the video clip when we started this morning. Uh, Jesus was born in the most unimaginable place we could ever imagine. You know, so it's, it's, it's impossible to think. And can you, can you think with me? If God arranged everything, the stars are leading the shepherds. Stars are telling the wise men. And by the way, the Bible doesn't record three wise men. It says a group of men. The scholars believe there could be at least a hundred people because it created such a commotion. Even the king Herod said, you guys go and see and let me know. So, and by the way, these young men, these wise men are not actually Christians or followers of Judaism. They were pagan priests, but they come to realize that there is a king who is a savior who is going to be born. And they brought three gifts. That's why we come up with these three wise men. It's never in the Bible says three wise men. It says group of men. But anyway, and if you look at all those things directed by God very deeply, but then it almost makes you wonder, he forgot to make a reservation on a hotel. He arranged everything. He arranged the stars. He arranged Gabriel. The first thing, the Gabriel shows up and he says, fear not. I mean, I guess that's how it is because the first thing you see an angel, you're going to be freaked out. And that's why he says, fear not, fear not. And he arranged everything, but there is no place for him to give birth. So my point is, my suggestion is this, and I believe many of you will agree with this, 80% of the world's population lives in a place of pure misery and poverty. And God wants to identify with them and say, you know what? I am here to identify with your pain, with your suffering. And as I was downloading this video, I saw one of the comments and it says this very clearly. And it says, many babies have become a king, but only a king has chosen to become a baby. Amen. Isn't it beautiful? Many babies have become a king. And I don't know whether you watched the movie called The Lost King of Scotland. It talks about Idi Amin who worked in Uganda. And uh, he was a dictator. And many babies have become a king, but only a king has chosen to be a baby. 
and and I want to start off with this because Christmas why do I celebrate Christmas and I have written five or six points maybe it's maybe all of you know what I'm going to share but I have this feeling we have so many people around us who don't know the real meaning of Christmas I remember when Isaac was joined in a preschool somewhere here I don't want to mention the name of the school and they had the Christmas celebration they invited me the parents I am the only pastor so they said you come and bless but they said we're going to do a Christmas story and then you will do the prayer and it says long time ago blah 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 there was a you know a guy called Joseph and Mary and they gave birth to baby Jesus and then came Santa Claus <laughs> i'm not exaggerating trying to be you know add any masala and then came Santa Claus and he brought gifts and blah 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 uh, and i was sitting there i'm thinking where is it in the bible where is santa claus in the bible where is the christmas trees many of those things john hege i don't know whether some of you might know john hege says much of what christianity is bowing is pagans to its roots and sometimes we don't realize all those things it could be nice we decorated last night it's all nice i'm not saying i'm not against it it's beautiful but let's not forget the real meaning of christmas and you will come across people and you will say hey what is christmas did you buy shopping you have a christmas tree how now the competition is how tall is your christmas tree in your home i mean people literally talk about 10 feet 12 feet is it a real one or a fake chinese one if we have gone so drifted i have written down here basically simple five or six points why i celebrate christmas and it's good to know this because it's good to my heart is to empower the body of christ so that the body of christ can able to share in the world that is mixed up with so much world view you can still stand and say i celebrate christmas because number one i celebrate because i can live without any condemnation i mean no more shame no more guilt all of it jesus paid on the cross how many of you believe this that's why i celebrate christmas i don't celebrate christmas because there is going to be a gift under the tree i that's nice on the 24th eve that's the culture my wife comes from we have this beautiful supper and then we wrap the gifts and and we unwrap the gifts and the gift wrapper is all over the floor we sit there drink hot chocolate and watch a ball game it's all fun but that's not the reason i celebrate christmas i celebrate christmas because there is no condemnation in my life and what is the condemnation the greek word of condemnation i've said this before i don't mind saying it again the greek word of condemnation has two words which basically means death sentence so let's say this again in christ i have no death sentence amen isn't it beautiful i have no death sentence that means my death the i am supposed to be the one that pay the price but god said no 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 you can never win me with your sacrifices i have paid it i mean so romans 8:1 therefore there is no condemnation for those who are in christ jesus I, that's why i told i told you before many of you know what i'm going to share all these five points but it's good to have a mental rehearsal so when you meet somebody how was your christmas well my christmas did not have the best christmas tree my christmas did not have the best rum cake or the rum essence pudding cake whatever you can call them my christmas is so beautiful because i can live with no condemnation amen number 2 i celebrate christmas because i get god's holy spirit in me amen isn't it a beautiful thing that you have the privilege of hosting the presence of god in you for me that's the highlight 
of holding, hosting the presence of God. Look at some of the verses up here in Romans 8, 14. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. Ephesians 1, 13, 14 says, You were also been included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. When you believed, you were marked with him with a seal, the promise of the Holy Spirit, who is a depositing guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. Let me tell you this. The Spirit of the Lord is the one that brought you in knowing Christ. You all believe that, right? The Spirit is the one. But that's the beginning. That is the Spirit in you is led you to Christ. But there is something else many Christians don't realize. That Spirit that comes upon us, that's to equip and to bless others. Spirit in me is for my benefit. That's 1 John 2.27. It's not up in the screen. But spirit that comes upon me, that's Isaiah 61, is to bless others. And this is why we are called, the Bible says, the word of God is a double-edged sword. What does that mean? That you are not only blessed, but you are a blessing to others. Amen. So I get God's Holy Spirit in me. That means I get to host the presence of God. The address of God is no more a temple, mosque or synagogue. The address of God is your heart. Amen. What a precious thing that I celebrate Christmas because I am a host of the presence of God. And wherever the word presence in the Bible, you do a word search and it says the word presence basically means face. Amen. So I get to host the face of God. Amen. It's so beautiful. That's why I celebrate Christmas. I, you know, sometimes... You know, sometimes people say, oh, I have to go to church today on Sunday. But I've been married with my beautiful girl there at the back she, for almost 10 years. I never get up and say, oh no, today I have to say, I love you more. Oh, I have to kiss her. I never come across like that. Why? Because it's not a duty. It's my privilege. And sometimes, many times we say, oh, I have to go to church. Oh no, I have to do this. Oh, no, but we, we do it because why? Because we don't realize walking with Jesus is a relationship. If we do walk with Jesus, it's a relationship. We don't say, oh man, I have to say to him, praise the Lord. <laughs> Some people say to Jesus itself, praise the Lord. You know, they need help anyway. But this is the thing. Yeah. So I get God's Holy Spirit in me. Number three, why I celebrate Christmas? I'm running fast because I want to pray with you, especially over a couple of things. I am unconditionally loved by Jesus. Do you know this? That you and me are unconditionally loved. The world says I love you based on the effort that you put on me. One guy sent a WhatsApp invitation to his friend. Took the invitation picture of his invitation card and sent it on WhatsApp. And he said, this is, take it personally as if I have come and visited you and gave you this invitation. So on the wedding day, he stacked all the 2000 rupees note took a picture and sent it back. He said, I want to personally receive it as a personal gift. I am I'm absolutely sure that guy must be feeling so depressed on the wedding day because he might have seen all the stack of rupees. And that's how we treat sometimes. The way we treat Christ, you know, we kind of don't have this real understanding what Christ has done. We are unconditionally. What does that mean? That your condition does not determine God's love for you. That's why it's called unconditionally loved by Jesus. And look at this verse. I've written down a few scriptures. John 3.16. We know this. But then look at John 4.16. 
for we know and rely on the love God has for us. Today the word love has been spelled like L-U-E-S-T. Today the word love has no meaning. We say I love my car, I like my wife. We have changed the meaning. Oh, I love this pizza. Yeah, my husband is good, I like him. We have evolved over the years. The word love, we don't know the meaning. And, and I want to challenge us to really think that we are unconditionally loved by God. And that means that whatever mess you have made in your life, whatever challenges you have come across in your life, that does not make God to love you less or love you more. And let me tell you this also. Whatever you can add in your religious life, cannot make God think, okay, this guy is kneeling down and praying for 45 minutes and raising hands, so I should love him more. Never. Put your hand on your heart and say this to yourself. I am unconditionally loved by my daddy God. I'm unconditionally loved. I'm unconditionally loved. And I want to pray with you for 30 seconds. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that some of them need to really get this. Maybe they've never heard their daddy said. My dad never said I love you, but he never hated me. But he never said, I love you. But Father, I know there are people who are sitting here, even listening through, through this, under my voice. I pray in Jesus' name, they will, they will encounter your love like never before. They will know that they will know they are loved unconditionally. Father, every time they try to match up their actions so that you can love them more, I pray that you will squash that religious spirit. Let them be realizing again and again that your love is unconditional. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Number four, why I celebrate Christmas? Because I have a purpose and meaning in life. It's very true. This is the mandate God has given us. Our purpose is to worship God. Our meaning is to build His kingdom on earth. That's why in Matthew chapter 6, verse 10 says, On earth, as it is in heaven. This is our main i wrote down it's not up in the screen heaven is my destiny building his kingdom on earth is my responsibility heaven is my destiny that's true we are not saying we are not going to go to heaven we all going to go to heaven but building his kingdom on earth is my responsibility amen so heaven is my destiny building his kingdom on earth is my responsibility religious person only prays like this lord take me to heaven how many times we have done that Sometimes when we hit a rock bottom and we say, Oh, please Lord, can you take me up there? That's the most selfish prayer to make. Why? Because there's tons of people, millions of people still don't know about Jesus and we just want him to come and do the judgment and finish this. Still, there's a lot of people needs to know the love of Jesus. And our goal is to extend that you are the bridge builder. You are the hope to the hopeless. Can you? You know, there are people around you who are still under depression who are still under the oppression of the devil and God has put you in a place where you open your mouth you will be a hope to the hopeless you will be a joy in the midst of sorrow you will be a message in the midst of mess that's what we are called to we have a purpose and meaning in life Christians are not some random people who have been converted generations we say oh I'm a fifth generation I'm a sixth generation that doesn't count I don't know whether you watch this movie called the um, uh, sister act I don't know, it came long time ago, a movie called Sister Act. And this lady, uh, Hoopy Goldberg, was talking to the mother superior. And she, and she said, you are just a starter nun who just joined. I have been here. I have seen four popes. 
so I know better than you. And and that made me to realize, like, sometimes we know, we can say, I'm a third, I'm a third generation Christian, my wife is a fifth generation Christian. That doesn't count in the presence of God. What counts is that you are, fulf- are you fulfilling the mandate that God has given you. That's what counts. I can say, I'm a third generation Christian brother, born in a Pentecostal family, ultra Pentecostal. That doesn't count anything. What counts is, am I fulfilling the purposes and the calling of God? Amen. Amen. What is your number one purpose? Is to worship. Amen. What's your number one calling? To show Christ to the world. That's your calling. Your career may change, but your calling will never change. Today you're a doctor, tomorrow you can be a professor. That can change any time, but your calling will remember the same, remind the same. What's your calling? To show Christ to the world. The best way to show Christ is to live Christ. Amen. Number five, why I celebrate Christmas? Because I am seated with Christ, hidden in Christ. Therefore, I am more than a conqueror. These are tons of scriptures here. You take notes or take a picture or whatever. Ephesians 2, 6 talks about you are seated in Christ. Colossians 3, 1, 3 talks about you are hidden in Christ. Look at this verse, Colossians 3, 1 and 3. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. For you died and your life is now hidden in Christ. That's who you are. You are hidden in Christ. That means enemy has no way to find you. And this is the important part of knowing who you are. And just because you are hidden in Christ, Paul says in Romans 8, he says, you know what? You are more than a conqueror. What is more than a conqueror? More than a conqueror is someone who says, you know what? I have gone through so many challenges, but still Christ who lives in me is the resurrected power. And he has got the final say. We used to sing this song in our church. Yehovah has the final say. Who has the final say? Yehovah has the final say. I mean, it's, it's not the song invented by Yehovah Witnesses. <laughs> okay, so, so it is a song, it's for everyone. Who has the final say? It's not the opinion of the doctors. Who has the final say? It's the Yehovah has the final say. It's not the opinion of your bank, you know, your, your real estate guy who you're trying to sell your house. It's the opinion of God is the final say. And that's why here in 1 Corinthians 15, 57 says, this is a beautiful verse, read the whole chapter. It's amazing. It says, Paul says, but thanks be to God, because before that he was talking about the death and everything. Now he says, but thanks be to God, he gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And he asked this question, oh death, where is your victory? Death has been swallowed up by Christ Jesus. And he says, thanks be to God, he gives us victory through Jesus Christ. So, Why I celebrate Christmas? I celebrate Christmas because I'm seated with Christ. I'm celebrate Christmas. I'm hidden in Him. I'm celebrate Christmas because I'm more than a conqueror. That's who you are. If we don't know who we are, we end up taking other people's opinions as who we are. Do you know that? How many of you in the midst of, I mean, now we all have your career and your job, but in the midst of your crossroads, you don't know what to do, what course to take, and how many weird uncles gave you suggestions? Yes? You should do this. You should do that. Yes? I have a lot of weird uncles in my family. They all gave advice. They said, one of weird uncles told me that I should never join YVM because YVM teaches you only action songs. And uh, all you can do is action songs and clean toilets. You should go to your seminary and learn the revelations. And uh, literally, I learned a lot of action songs. Don't ask me to repeat it. And I have cleaned tons of toilets. But 
life of Christ was produced in me. Amen. And YWAM does not teach, I'm not endorsing it, but I'm just saying, YWAM does not teach you theological stuff, but YWAM teaches you how to do life in Christ. Amen. And I'm grateful for that. And I'm grateful for the last 18 years being in that, plugged into this beautiful uh, organization. Anyway, so 1 Corinthians 15, 57. Thanks be to God. He gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. This is the number one, number sixth, why I celebrate Christmas. I celebrate Christmas because I don't have to fear death. Do you know this is one of the challenge many Christians even go through? And they wonder what's going to happen to their life, what's going to be there. But let me tell you this, your new, your eternal life does not start after you die. Your eternal life starts now. The moment you start walking with Jesus, it started now. So look at this verse, Hebrews 2. It's so beautiful. Since all his children have flesh and blood, so Jesus became human to fully identify with us. He did this so that he could experience death and annihilate the effects of the intimidating accuser who holds against us the power of death. By embracing death, Jesus sets us free. Those who live in their entire lives of bondage and tormenting dread of death. Look at 2 Timothy 1.10. This truth is now being unveiled by the revelation of the anointed Jesus, our life giver, who has dismantled death, obliterating all its effects on our lives and has manifested his immortal life in us by the gospel. You know, Christians are the only group that I know of and you know of during a process of loss can be grieving but at the same time feeling joyful. No other group can feel that way. No other group. And I know so many times the painful challenges happens. You know, sometimes it's, it's we don't even realize how these things are happening. But loss is inevitable. Things happens. And sometimes good things happens to bad people. Bad things happens to good people. And this is part of life. And we don't live in a perfect world. Nothing in this world is perfect. That's why Jesus asked us to pray. My kingdom will come on earth as it is in heaven. If it is not perfect, if it is everything was perfect, he would have said, don't pray this prayer. Just pray that Lord suck me up. He told us to give, he gave us a mandate. That's why it's important to realize that I celebrate Christmas because I am supposed to be dead, but Christ took my life. Amen. Last but not the least, this is the last one. I want to spend a few minutes here. I celebrate Christmas because I will be certain that I will be in heaven. This is very important. You know, we live in a culture where heaven is no more a big deal. People don't even believe heaven and hell. There are Christians don't believe in hell. And it's a sad thing to see. People don't believe in hell. They think hell is something, a garbage dump outside the city, Jerusalem. And uh, that's where they throw disposed stuff. And hell is actually not for uh, us, which is partially true. Every lie has a grain of truth inside of it. Do you know that? Every counterfeit has got a grain of truth. It looks true. true. Of course, hell is not for us. God never created hell for us. But he said, you want to go to hell? Over my dead body. That's what he said. He said, okay, I never created this for you, but you want to go to hell over my dead body. So you choose to say, you know what? I see the price you paid, but I'm going to cross anyway. 
he will never violate that cross why because he has the most precious gift he has given us and the most dangerous gift he has given us is the free will why it's precious with our precious will we can please the will or do the will of god why it's dangerous with that will we can also do against the will of god and i want to challenge us to think about this john 14 verse 2 and 4 my father's house has many dwelling places if it were otherwise i would tell you plainly i will because i go prepare a place for you to rest and when everything is ready i will come back and take you to myself so that you will be where i am and you are already know the way the place where i am going look at revelation chapter 4 it says this i will wipe away all your tears you know in this world there are so many tears i have lost my dad 10 years ago and still there are moments i miss and grieve still it's 10 years i remember i we just left for kenya for ministry we arrived landed in kenya i turned my phone on i got an sms saying my dad was gone gone and i had another ministry in south africa we have to cancel all the trip we went back here he was just in the morgue in cmc and it's painful that loss is painful losing somebody it's not easy and one of our you know the bethel groups we have heard the two year old suddenly passed away and it's painful to see something goes very challenging things and i know these things are can tear us apart but one thing for sure this is what the promise he has given us he will wipe away every tear from their eyes and eliminate death entirely no one will remain i don't know what it was says uh weep moan or weep any longer the pain of wounds will no longer exist for the old order has ceased there's a couple of verses here in philippians next can you turn it's there yeah more philippians 3:20 and 21 it says we are the colony of heaven on earth as we cling tightly to our life giver the lord jesus christ who will transform our humble bodies and transfigure us into identical likeness of his glorified body and using his matchless power he continually subdues everything to himself amen this is the beauty so when people ask you why do i celebrate christmas you can pull one of these i celebrate christmas because i am hidden in christ i am celebrate christmas because i have no condemnation i celebrate christmas because i get to host god's spirit i celebrate christmas because i am unconditionally loved by god i celebrate christmas because i have a meaning and purpose in life i celebrate christmas because i don't have to fear death i'm celebrate christmas because one day i'm sure i will be in heaven amen and you know there are last night we were reading before we went to bed i have a habit of reading bible to my kids and there's a story about five loaves and two fishes came do you know in that story we don't know the name of the guy five loaves and two fishes we don't know it says eng boy it could be its name could be kumarasamy we don't know you know it could be you know saju thomas some malayali name you know it could be you know raju some telugu name you know or it could be i don't know it could be some name and and i was talking and suddenly i felt the lord wants me to explain a little bit and then it reminded me about another topic there was a little girl she was actually taken as a slave under the tyranny of haman and this girl was the one introducing him to the prophet to for him to be healed and that girl's name we don't know 
And then I was telling Isaac, Isaac, you know what? There are a lot of names God purposely to avoid it. Why? Because he wants us to put that place, our names there. We could be that boy that brings that five loaves and two fishes, that brings multiplication, be a blessing. We could be that girl who can bring healing and restoration. Amen. And I just dawned on me, I was like sitting there almost 12 o'clock, you know, baking cakes on the Christmas season, you know, the thing goes around. And I'm sitting there and talking about it and it's way past bedtime. And I was telling Isaac, you could be, and Asha was there off sleep. And, and I was telling, you could be that girl that brings healing. That's why God purposely left out some names. And then when you go up there, you will see a lot of hidden heroes. Amen. That's why the Bible says when you go up there, there will be a big surprise. The one you thought made it, probably you will be searching in eternity. You know? But I want to challenge you. You will be that unknown person that brings hope to the hopeless. Amen. I want to ask all of you to stand up on your feet. We're going to sing this song again one more time. Because He lives.